This is a Star Wars Action News Hypercast. Star Wars Action News here at San Diego Comic-Con 2022. Talking to the Star Wars brand team at Hasbro, Patrick and Chris. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks so much. Great to be here. Yeah, great to see everybody again. Great panel today. A lot of exciting reveals. Uh, I felt the energy in the room was really good. Yeah. And I wanted to say that I haven't felt the energy online has been so good lately. And I don't know if you guys visit the Facebook groups much or the forums and things like that. I feel like you guys are kind of getting beaten up on by some collectors who just aren't feeling the groove of collecting right now with Star Wars. Why do you think that is? It's a great question. Um, you know, certainly we... we we love kind of where the line is right now. We love the work that Chris is doing, that Emily and Eric are doing. Um, you know, we know obviously kind of the past two years have been challenging. They've shown, grown kind of shipping into a challenge. Um, distribution is always something we're continuing to work on. So we're basically just focused on taking steps forward to deliver the best possible hobby that we can. Delivering the characters that fans want and being here back in person again at San Diego. It's always critical to get feedback from people here on the ground, to hear the Q&A in our panel, to talk to people in the booth. Uh, so delivering the characters that people want, uh, continuing to improve on distribution and get shipping times back in line. Yeah, well, and I think too, I mean, we are online all the time. And it's those conversations are important, but being in person and having one-on-one -on -one FaceTime with people is even more important. I think you get a true judge of people and what they want, how passionate they are about it. Where online, it's hard, it's hard to filter the noise from the real comments too sometimes. And I think in person, like people coming up and really sharing their passion, you know what they're passionate about because of the tone of their voice and, and how, they're, how they're able to, to convey that to you here. So. Yeah, but ultimately, like, people do this because they love it, right? And, like, right. it's our goal, it's our mission to to make the community as, as happy as possible and make them as overjoyed as we yeah. are to do this. And so we, we take it seriously when people aren't happy, and we, we do what we can to address that. So you talked about making the characters that fans want. I've noticed a trending comment, though, that a lot of it is leaning so much towards the new media that, like, some of the older fans are feeling a bit left out with yeah. a lot of the background characters and things. I mean, if you look at the original 96, which I think some people consider to be the perfect collection, yeah. mainly because <laughs> they grew up with it, but yeah. <laughs> never mind that. Uh, you know, when it comes to Black Series, when it comes to Vintage Collection, there are some gaps there where people would like to see those filled, yeah. but there's been a lot of ways focused on the new stuff, so, uh, you know, again, what is kind of your response yeah. to that in how you can keep, like, OT fans still excited yeah. and engaged when, you know, most of what was announced today was all based on new media with the exception of some teases for Return of the Jedi 40th. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I actually spoke with someone in the booth today who was like, I want more new media, less of the OT stuff. So it's it's always that balance, right? And we, we try to strike that balance and, you know, give us that feedback if you want to see an edge in one way or the other. This individual was like, I want more new media. And I was like, okay, do you want that at the expense of original trilogy stuff? He said yes. Like, that's definitely not the opinion of some people online, which is fine. We're always trying to strike that balance. 
In the last year for Vintage Collection, we've seen you know a newly tooled Lando, a newly tooled Lobot, uh, Bib Fortuna come into the line, the Bespin security guard. So just to name a few, kind of the definitive uh, OT Stormtrooper, uh, you know R2 with sensor scope. So we're we're trying to get those in the line as well. At the same time, we're at a period of time where we've never had this much Star Wars media ever and so it's trying to continually strike that balance again give the feedback you know if you think we need to edge a little more to the ot and a little less to new media let us know that we're also as chris said we're constantly online we know that there's votes happening uh brackets and so we're keeping yeah. an eye on that we as love well. that and, stuff that's great and a lot of times i think those do tend towards the new media so i think we look to those for some of our insights now another push and pull is kind of black series versus the vintage collection and the Black Series gets a lot more product out in a given year and as just raw numbers than the Vintage Collection. And one of our listeners wrote a very well-worded email that I'm going to boil down to, in a perfect world, what would need to happen to pull the Vintage Collection numbers up to match the Black Series numbers? Yeah. Obviously, you're following the market and such. So what would have to happen in the market yep. to get the vintage collection to have a greater output? And I will just say, so I, you know, Chris and I set up this booth. Uh, it was good manual labor, you know, feel, feel the <laughs> muscles come back a little bit. But I, as I was setting up, we kind of like, you know, we can't show everything from the past two years. So we kind of drew a line, I think after our first waves of this year, there, there's almost the identical amount of vintage and black series items that we've revealed in the past, you know, five or six months. Black Series has a little bit more, absolutely. I will also say from 2020 to 2021 to 2022 here, if you do the numbers, the amount of vintage is steadily climbing. So I think we're getting closer to that point. Um, you know, I, I think, like you said, we see how the market responds. You know, we made that comment two years ago that resulted in some of the petitions and, and we've seen that market response. So I think as we continue to see that, we could see more in the future. But I think if you take a look around our booth, there's, there, it's getting closer to, to comparable uh, numbers. It's from different sources. Black Series does lean towards new media. You know, there wasn't a Black Series Lobot this year, Black Series Bespin Security Guards. So I do think you do see some difference there. Now a question to something from today's panel. With the retro figures, I was really excited that you guys mentioned VAC metalization on C-3PO and R2-D2. Yeah, oh, this yeah. guy. Now, we've been told for years that back metalization was something not able to be done anymore. Yep. So how did that come about? How were you able to bring that back? Well, it's, it's never really gone away. I mean, we, we did the Mandalorian helmet. I mean, that's a big piece of back metal. We did the, the Pram and the Razor Crest as a, as a TVC item. So it's, it's something that's been around. It's an expensive proposition, though. So, like, finding places that it's super meaningful to bring that out. And in the retro, the the final six of the first 12, like, that we showed today, that is a, that's a quintessential Star Wars vacuum metal piece, or pieces. And we couldn't do that set without leaning into that. So, it's it's a way to really celebrate things that, that need that. And I think it's it's something that's part of our repertoire. We can use it when we need to and when it makes sense, so. Yeah, I believe in the past there were some environmental concerns with the method we've used. I think the team has worked really closely with the team out in Hong Kong uh, to find a new way to produce them that avoids those concerns. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that 
it does raise a question then, would we possibly in the future see that same back metalized process being brought to 3PO in the Black Series and the TBC? It's, it's not out of the question, yeah. yeah. It's just whether it makes sense and yeah, when we're great. doing that, so yeah. Yeah, because I know I mean, as collectors, you got kind of used to it after a while. It's yeah. like, well, you know, yeah. can't be done. But now it's eating it again, it's like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Open yeah, it back and it, up. And it was... Yeah, it's a it's a process that, like I said, it's an expensive process. Sure. So it's a it's a premium treatment for figures. Sure. So we'll look at it for for ways to that we can take advantage of that in another product. Yeah. Maybe a deluxe three PO in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Great idea. Yeah. So uh, very exciting news that you're able to keep the bubbles on the card backs for retro, yes. for vintage collection, and you said for the anniversaries of the six inch cars. So like yep. Retour, the Jedi 40th anniversary. Yep. Yeah. That was the first I'd heard about six inch figures being able to keep the bubbles on. Uh, the press release specifically mentioned three and three quarter inch. So that was exciting news from the panel. Yeah. The credit collection, is that gonna be going plastic free then as it's not specifically anniversary? Yeah, so obviously we're seeing kind of this year's credit collection here. Uh, in terms of the future, if the credit collection continues, that's something we'll have to discuss. Uh, but explicitly, any anniversary celebration. So, like, if we had made this move to the Black Series plastic-free packaging, you know, five years ago, then obviously the 2020 Empire, the 2023 Return of the Jedi, and also obviously in 2021 we had an anniversary celebration uh, with all of that throwback packaging. That would fall in this category as well. Yeah, that's great news. I just want to say. Abs no, absolutely. Yeah, it was yeah. exciting for us to, to finally be able to share with everybody what we were doing. So, so are the Clone Wars the two different Clone Wars lines that we've seen, the Target exclusive and then the Walmart exclusive, the Tartakovsky, are those considered part of the anniversary collections then too? If we did those again in the future as sure. part of an anniversary yeah, celebration. I'm thinking yeah. Revenge of the Sith coming up and yep. that iconic card from yeah, then. I mean, there's so much Star Wars history, there's a lot of anniversaries. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's always one coming up. All right, we're running out of time here. So last question is looking at Haslabs and the way that we're referred to as dream projects. And one thing that I've heard, had a lot of listeners write in is that dream projects don't necessarily have to break the wallet. Uh, yeah, exactly. Have you thought about maybe like esoteric figures or yep. something and doing more frequent Haslabs of a smaller scope versus you know, one $500 item yeah. once a year? Yeah, it's not the first time we've gotten this question here in the booth. Haslab means dream, right? Haslab does not mean big. That's why I was doing this. It doesn't mean big. It doesn't mean, you know, huge price point. It means, sorry, I should keep my microphone closer. Uh, it means dream. So that can absolutely include figures. In terms of frequency, in terms of size, you know, Star Wars started Haslab four years ago. Uh, you know, we've taken a couple of bumps, but it's absolutely going to come back uh, in a in an exciting way, and we'll see what that is. All right, guys, thank you so much for your absolutely. time. Thank yeah. you so much for your consideration of the questions no, and absolutely. your openness. It's always, always appreciated. A pleasure. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> really appreciate yeah. it. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for watching. Please check out some of our other videos, and you can hear hundreds of Star Wars collecting podcasts and see photo galleries at our site, swactionnews.com.